Our economy in the United States has been driven a lot by discovery and solving problems, and that's what entrepreneurs do. That's Margaret Dolan, CEO of Launch Tennessee. She just returned from a statewide listening tour where her team heard from hundreds of stakeholders. Although she's new to this role, she's hit the ground running to continue the effort to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. How? Here are just a few ways they're leveraging all corners of Tennessee. There's a continuum. We're trying to equip Tennesseans who are very early stage and be able to help them learn what they need to do, help bring them the talent that they need, help them commercialize discoveries that they've made, and help them get access to markets where they can get their first customer and their 10th customer, and by doing that, be able to scale and grow. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. In just a moment, you're going to get a close-up look at what's happening throughout Tennessee and launch Tennessee's new, highly anticipated CEO. And although most of the episodes from season one are taking you behind the scenes of 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival, we want to kick things off like this with Margaret. Be sure to visit launchtn.org slash podcast to subscribe. And don't forget to grab your early ticket to this year's 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival, happening August 28th and 29th in Nashville. Let's jump in. Let's just kind of start off with who are you, what's your background, and I'm just going to go off a list of things here. Okay. And I just want to hear some of the, the highlights. So you're a principal at consulting firm Neil Strategies. You were president and CEO, financial services company Local Shares. President and CEO of St. Thomas Health Foundation, Executive Vice President for Institutional Advancement at St. Thomas Health, and Vice President of Community Relations at Ingram Industries. Right. And then there's one on there that you didn't list. Um, I started my career at KPMG, so I'm a recovering certified public accountant. How's that feel? It feels really good, you know. I actually, I joke about that, but having that background is really key and very helpful to all of those roles that I've had. And I think it continues to be helpful. When you think back to all these roles, these are a lot of different experiences, and primarily all in Tennessee? Yes. Wow. And I know I'm putting you on the spot to pick That's one okay. that, you really, that stands out to you right in this moment, but when you look back at some of these, what do you feel like you've gotten the most out of, or maybe you were surprised by? Well, maybe... It would be helpful. One of the things that I talked about with the search committee for Launch Tennessee is there's been a consistent theme that's not obvious from my resume, and that is a a real dedication and commitment to community service that has been a part of me since, you know, being a teenager. And as I have experienced lots of different opportunities it has become a fundamental belief of mine is that the way to solve many issues that our community face is to really empower people to become financially stable and independent. And you do that through public education and you do it through jobs and job preparation. And so then as you reflect back on that career that was then a parallel track around community service with United Way and the Chamber, and the Public Education Foundation, so many of these things sort of then become consistent. 
And so then bringing that passion along with experience in what was then Big 8 public accounting and then corporate tax and then corporate philanthropy and then healthcare and and seeking out how we can align non-clinical resources around extraordinary clinical resources that were present in St. Thomas Health's hospital system, then to uh, startup local shares, and now bringing all of that body of experience along with this passion to Launch Tennessee to help entrepreneurs and empower them to be able to enrich their own lives and their communities. That's how it all kind of ties together. I love all the connections, and you're like the perfect person to be doing the job. Well, I hope so. I'm trying hard. They had over 900 applicants, right? That's what I'm told. Yeah. Wow. So I consider myself very fortunate. Well, I know you just returned from a statewide listening tour. And this is right when you became CEO of Launch and Seed. It sounds like from what I understand, you decided, hey, before we do anything, let's just stop, breathe, and let's just hear from the communities throughout the state. So I'd love to hear if there's any themes, how did it go, just kind of catching up to speed. Right. So one of the things that was really important to me, I I chaired the Tennessee Business Roundtable several years ago. And one of the things that was apparent from that experience is that for organizations that are headquartered here in Nashville, there is a perception perhaps that the rest of the state doesn't get enough attention paid to it. And um, so when I was in that board chair role, the CEO, Pat Sheehy, and I actually then made a deliberate effort to go around the state and listen to what our members across the state wanted to tell us about their own situation, about their market, and so on and so forth. And so um, I thought it was especially important. Here again, we have an organization, Launch Tennessee, that's headquartered in Nashville, but has a statewide focus. And so it was really important to me and the senior leadership team and the board that we demonstrate our dedication to the entire state, not just certain portions of it and not just the urban core, but also all of the rural space that we have in between. And then in addition to that, you know, anytime you take on um, a role, it's important to understand the marketplace and what does the marketplace actually need from our organization. So, we visited 10 different markets. Um, uh, we had over 40 meetings, over 400 stakeholders involved. And when I say stakeholders, I mean that in the very broadest sense of the term. So we spoke with our nine what we call network partner leaders, many of their board members. We spoke with our board members who are spread across the state. We talked with various entrepreneurs in different levels of development with their business. And we talked with business leaders in each of those markets because it really does take a solid network of all of those stakeholders to be able to help entrepreneurs. We said that we logged about 1,600 miles on that trip. And we're very proud that we had no speeding tickets. That's impressive. Yeah, we thought so too. Okay, so 10 markets, 400 stakeholders. One of the themes is this perception that Nashville has a buzz, but hey, like what? There's a lot of other activity going on throughout the state. So what are the themes that you hear? What are other voices that really kind of reoccurring in your mind today? Right. So there were some common themes. Um, one of them was that all of these markets, whether they're rural, urban, even within Nashville, need greater access to capital. 
And uh, capital can be equity investment at various levels. It can be um, friends and family. You know, a lot of these young companies are bootstrapping, and so they need access to credit in their own name. They need friends they can go to to lend them a few thousand dollars or whatever that takes, all the way up through Series A, Series B, venture capital. One of the things that we heard was that some of our companies that are in that space and ready for that level of capital, often they find it in locales that are not within Tennessee, which then requires them to make a choice between accepting the capital or having to move their operations so that they can be closer to the investor. And we don't want that to happen. We want our startups to be able to be created here in Tennessee and thrive and grow and uh, become very successful right here. One of the other themes that we heard was that there are a lot of great things happening in Tennessee. As I talked with the search committee, and this was just my little analogy, it's sort of like recruiting, you know, when a college coach is going around to find athletes, they don't want to go where they can only see one athlete. It's not worth their time. So they're looking to go to big tournaments and so on where they know that they can find a critical mass of players that they can evaluate and see if there's a good fit with their team. I think it's the same way with capital. And so one of the things that we're working on as a result of the listening tour is bringing a greater awareness to the community that has capital to invest about the opportunities that present themselves here in Tennessee. And there's a rich and deep array of opportunities. So it's up to us to be able to provide that awareness. And then the other thing that we discovered was that there's a need for some alignment. So I talked about that network of nine partners across the state. We want to do some work to figure out what is best done on a local level and what is best done at a statewide level. And we're, I think we're getting more clarity on that. We're working with our network partners. There's some things that Launch Tennessee can do that either fill in gaps that exist in those local markets where there's no one that has capacity to take on that work. There's also work we can do to pilot certain things that we think might be effective with the entrepreneur and startup community. And we have the ability to take on the risk of trying something. If it doesn't work, we can pull the plug and not do it anymore. If it works, then we can turn it over to the local market and let them handle it. One of the biggest discoveries just for me was there is so much going on in Tennessee, and each one of these markets has unique gifts and strengths, and each one has challenges. And so we need to be able to flex and move and accommodate each one of those. So everything you're saying, it really returns to that mission to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the country. I love that. Yeah, we love it too. And um, right now we're trying to do a little sort of internal discernment about, well, exactly how are you going to know when you've made it, right? But that's our big, hairy, audacious goal. And the thing about BHAGs is, um, you know, it might be 10 years in the future. We don't really know. Um, that did come out of a five-year planning process that the organization went through. And so we're, we're really happy about that. And we, th we think it's doable. That's what we're headed toward. Something else that I really love is the 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival. So I think as we're continuing to talk here about some of the passions that you're bringing to the role and some, what the team is really excited about and committed to doing, I was thinking about playing a couple clips just from the most recent festival. I was wandering around the 
the Dell Innovation Happy Hour with a mic, with a microphone, just interviewing some folks. So I'm going to start off with a clip from Will Acuff. He's the founder of Corner to Corner. And as you were telling me earlier about your passion to empower people, I think this is going to resonate. Great. Bill Acuff, along with my wife Tiffany, co-founded the small, scrappy Nashville-based nonprofit, Corner to Corner. Check us out, cornertocorner.org and theacademy.org, which is specifically our uh, She kind of tells program. me what, what this thing is, and right. then this is a good overview of like the why. Uh, but on a larger picture, what we're trying to do is have what we might describe as uh, an economy that doesn't have to function like Silicon Valley, right? Everyone's obsessed with high growth and they miss the neighborhood businesses. And there's national data showing that Nashville has a potential for 10,000 more small neighborhood businesses. And so we want to help plant the seeds to create those rather than say we're always on the lookout for the next unicorn, right? How do we change the financial futures of neighbors now in meaningful ways? So she's really talking a lot about what makes Tennessee special and how it maybe compares to Silicon Valley or New York City. So you've been in Tennessee for your whole career. When you look at your experiences, you look at what you're doing at Launch Tennessee, what stands out to you of what makes the benefits and the opportunities in Tennessee unique? So I think we we have a lot of benefits and, and our economic development experts all across the state know these, but we have a very favorable tax climate. We have incredible environment in terms of quality of life, natural resources, and so on. We have access to interstates. We have access to most of the U.S. population very easily. We have great connectivity in our airports, both to uh, each of the coast as well as internationally. We have inland waterway river transportation. So we really have an environment that is conducive to making almost any kind of business thrive. I neglected to mention the rich um, agricultural climate that in many ways is unique. And we're seeing a lot of activity in the startup world around ag tech and other discoveries that are going to be make our agricultural um, industry more vibrant. Um, we also have a, a friendly populace. I think most people would yeah. agree that, it, you know, just walking around, it's kind of a nice place to be. It's not a not a dog-eat-dog sort of environment. People are still nice. They'll let you into traffic most of the time. And we don't hear a whole lot of horn honking. You really don't. So it, it's a nice place to be. Howdy, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you think it's going to take? Earlier you are talking about investments, you know, the VC perspective, what do you think it will take for more of that community to, to see and really feel the Tennessee difference? So you mentioned 3686 and um, the team, I wasn't on board last year um, during that time, although I was a visitor and very much enjoyed being there. Um, but the team very deliberately, I think, uh, spread it out across four different venues. It was clear when you were at 3686, that you were in Nashville, that you were in Tennessee. And you know how sometimes you can go to a conference and it's like, okay, oh, where am I? You're, you're in a hotel right. somewhere. And, <laughs> and this was very clearly authentic Tennessee in terms of the hospitality and the vibe around it was very energetic and, and sort of unique, I thought. 
And that actually is one of the ways that we can start to help the investor community around the country and elsewhere understand the critical mass of interesting, really interesting activity that we have here in Tennessee. Last year, there were visitors from 33 states, over 1,200 people, over 120 institutional investors who were here looking at the uh, array of opportunities. We had founders from all over the state. When we actually had a class of, I believe, 100 founders who attended on a scholarship, and they were largely minority and female founders. And yes, the FedEx scholarship, right? That's exactly right. And often that group of founders gets overlooked by the capital investor community, and we're looking to be able to shine the light on them because they do bring enormous capacity for um, growing value, which is what the the investor is looking for. Okay. Now, as you start to lift up and zoom out, one of the attendees at 3686 was Chris Schultz. He's the CEO of Launchpad. And Launchpad is kind of like this connectivity, co-working environment. They've moved into Tennessee, both Nashville and Memphis. But he's a big ecosystem guy, as I like to call him. And so we talk about what the term ecosystem is. And this is, I think, pretty enlightening. Well, well, you know, the term ecosystem, I think, is applicable for creating the right environment for entrepreneurship to thrive because it's truly a living organism, right? An ecosystem is a living organism of, uh, you know, bodies, you know, that, that are sort of feeding off each other and growing together. And in a lot of ways, it's about getting that flywheel spinning. And the idea of the flywheel spinning is, you know, when you have cities and, uh, and, and ecosystems where where entrepreneurs have built a successful startup, are able to raise, you know, raise capital, sell their company, and start giving back. They become angels. They start paying it forward. That really gets the flywheel spinning. There's other components that get that flywheel. I keep coming back to our nine network partners, and within each of those partners, there is typically a mentoring sort of program. There is an ability for those experienced entrepreneurs and business leaders to be able to share wisdom with those who are in the very early stages. There's usually a co-working space element because he's right. When you have, when you have people who are in this entrepreneurial space, they are typically very creative they feed off one another's energy, and it's really helpful for them to be able to express challenges that they're having in what I would call a safe environment where they can learn from one another, learn from their mistakes, but also learn about things that have been helpful to them and, and have worked for them. And many times, too, in that capital environment that we were talking about earlier, they may have spoken with a provider of capital who ended up not investing with them, but by going through that process, you learn about what things are interesting to that investor and then can surface those and then try and make recommendation to others who might be interested. And so that's part of the connectivity that Launch Tennessee tries to provide as well, is to be able to make matches between sources of funds and users of funds and and it's our own little way to pay it forward, I suppose. Right. It's an incentive that resonates and it works. And, you know, the, so in Memphis, the epicenter, 
um, really brings people together and aligns all of those resources that I just talked to you about. In Jackson, the Co. I don't know if you saw the um, the buses, the RVs. Oh, let's talk about the buses. Yeah, so the they RVs. they travel across the state. There are three of them, and they expose high schoolers and others to all kinds of innovations. I mean, these these buses are amazing. They have within them drones where a student can come inside and program the drone and make it like fly over their high school so they can sort of see their high school, their sports fields and all that stuff. But they're actually doing the programming and flying that drone. They're 3D printers so they can understand what it means when somebody says there's a 3D printer who could produce a prototype for the thing that you wish to be able to build. I mean, it's astounding. And especially for our rural high schools, where they can't necessarily walk into the Entrepreneur Center in Nashville and see all this stuff at work, where they can see that these things really do exist and it sparks such energy and interest in pursuing further education and becoming an entrepreneur someday. I wanted to ask you about Launch Tennessee's role with creating programming in response to the entrepreneur needs, but what I'm kind of starting to hear is each of these hubs are finding their own ways to lift up entrepreneurs across the state because these needs are different. Yeah, but there's some common there's some common areas. So one of them is talent. And it's talent in both helping people understand what it means to be an entrepreneur, giving them confidence that they can be a successful entrepreneur, giving them some skills that they need to do that. And so many of these entrepreneur centers across our state come up with really interesting and innovative concepts. So, for example, we talked a moment ago about the buses at the Co. in Jackson. Those buses are now going statewide. And, and so once that was discovered that it was effective in Jackson, why not make that available all over the state? One of the other things that our startups need, as well as our entrepreneur center partners, is interns. And so Launch Tennessee runs a program where um, students across the country in, you know, very well-known universities actually apply to be interns in our Tennessee startups. And I spoke with a woman this week who is launching her company, which is a software company, which is a platform to help trucking companies with compliance with the Department of Transportation. It's really, really interesting. And this came out of at the Entrepreneur Center in Cookville. But she has an intern coming, and she said, you know, look, I couldn't do this. I don't have revenue yet. And yet I've got a lot of interest in my product, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to meet that demand for my product, which is a high-grade problem. But one of the things that's really key is I'm going to be having an intern come in that Launch Tennessee is underwriting the cost of. Right. If you bring in full-time talented student magic can happen. Exactly. It's really helpful. And I, mean, I can speak to you from my experience, our business relationary, we've had, we participated in this and it was a huge help. So I love the talent development focus. And it's not only focusing on the entrepreneurs throughout the state right now, but it's like developing the next wave of entrepreneurship and the next wave of innovation. That's right. And, you know, our economy in the United States has been driven a lot by discovery and solving problems. And that's what entrepreneurs do. Some of what we're doing, especially in the high school levels and especially in the in our rural communities, is helping people understand that being an entrepreneur 
is a career path that is worthy of consideration as students are thinking about what they want to do with their future. There's a desire to stay in Tennessee. When students come to Tennessee from all over the country and all over the world, and they spend four years or five years, however long it takes them to complete their college education, they're looking for jobs and they wish to stay here. So the more opportunities we give them, either in our existing mature companies, of which we have a wealth, or in being an entrepreneur themselves, or partnering with an entrepreneur that may be needing and ready to scale and grow and ready to take on talent. I think that that is a, is a win, win, win. I love that. And this is kind of rounding out the, our perspectives from someone who's come in from the outside, like Chris, originally from New Orleans. Uh, this is what he has to say about that whole concept of, of that talent wanting to stay home because they have that pride and they have that soul. Might have left and gone and done a walkabout for a little while, want to move home to and raise a family, cities where you can buy a house. So we bet on those two things, people with pride, cities with soul. And obviously, you know, Nashville, Memphis, you know, and other cities in Tennessee really represent that. And that's sort of going to inform the roadmap as we roll out the launchpad locations. One of the key benefits of the state of Tennessee for either startups that are beginning to grow organically within our state or for entrepreneurs who are outside our state and considering where they wish to come to start our business is Tennessee is one of a handful of states that actually have a statewide organization that is responsible for coordinating resources to support entrepreneurs across the entire state. We are not advocating for one city over another. We want to make it a smooth transition. If an entrepreneur presents in Chattanooga, but they really would be better suited to be located in Jackson or Knoxville or the Tri-Cities, we want to make that transition seamless so that they can be provided a high-quality experience to support their company no matter where it's located. And that's what this network of partner does, whether it's Bunker Labs for veteran entrepreneurs, whether it's Life Science Tennessee for those who are making discoveries within uh, the life sciences, or it's the Tennessee Advanced Energy Council, which is all about energy, or it's Ag Launch that is working on agricultural products and, and technologies. There's just a wealth of resource that we want to make sure all of our entrepreneurs can be connected to. As we're starting to wrap up, this has been so much fun. I've Good. loved this. But in the few minutes I know we still have with you, we also, I got the chance to talk to Charles Wood. He is Vice President of Economic Development at the Chattanooga Chamber. And I think he has some really good insight into how ecosystems are working across the region and especially Tennessee. Sure. So, I mean, the great thing about entrepreneurship is it's not, there's not really a competition, right? I mean, you want to see, you want to see your peers succeed. Um, and so we learn a lot. We come to Nashville and a lot of our companies come to Nashville. Um, they learn a lot from the health IT sector, um, a lot from kind of music and digitization. Um, so there's really, a lot, I think, a lot of things that we benefit from and that, that our entrepreneurs benefit from when they're here. Um, and they start to mix, I think, industry sectors where they can they can pull ideas from and maybe bring it to a totally different um, focus and so that's really exciting and then you know for Chattanooga I think um, we tend to operate as a community in a pretty open way uh, there's lots of public-private partnerships we're really quick to kind of adopt people that are not from Chattanooga um, and we've had a great history of kind of working with 
with people who come in with great ideas and, and kind of wrapping arms around them and, and supporting them as they build really cool companies. And so that's been, that's probably been the most exciting thing to see. So kind of picking up from that, when you look at cities around the state of Tennessee, what do you think are some of the strengths that we have in the state? And then maybe on the flip side of that, what are some opportunities that we can learn from other communities? Sure. I think um, our biggest advantage is that sort of statewide network that we have that we can take advantage of. And I do think that leadership in each of our cities, as well as in our rural communities, recognizes that it's to all of our advantage to be able to help entrepreneurs, even if they don't stay in the city in which they started. And it, it goes back to that whole concept of a rising tide lifts all boats. And we want to stay competitive as a state. And so we recognize that being able to behave that way so that the, it's the state's interest, the state's economy, um, is really important, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs. I like it. Anything else you think is a growth opportunity that maybe you're really excited to, to tackle now in this role as CEO? Yeah, I think um, I'm very excited, again, about further developing the relationships that we enjoy with these network partners. We're looking to actually grow that footprint because it, it would be our goal to be able to make sure that all 95 counties have easy easily accessible, quick access to what they need, whether it's a co-working space or it's um, a mentor, because if those things are hard to get to, then you're taking time away from building the business when they're, you know, in a car, wasting time, trying to drive around. So we really want to make those connections easier. I had a conversation with an entrepreneur a few days ago who's developed a software platform for use um, of people who are trying to get licensed as a clinical psychologist. And apparently, uh, part of their training, they have to be mentored by someone who's already achieved that goal. Well, many times the mentor is far away, and you have to pay that supervising uh, clinician in order to provide that oversight as well. So now you're looking at a time investment, you're looking at a travel investment, plus you're paying the practitioner. She's developed a platform that will allow for video supervision, which means that if you are in a small town and need access to a clinician that might be in Knoxville or Johnson City or Memphis or Clarksville or wherever, mm -hmm. then you have access in a way that doesn't cost you time and money that you need to be using to build your business. I love how earlier you're talking about mentoring is a, a wonderful aspect to the different hubs throughout the state. And I love how just in that one example, mentoring, very important. So final thoughts, any final thoughts about just the, the general role of collaboration in an entrepreneurial ecosystem, like the statewide connectivity with Launch Tennessee, anything else you want to start to leave us with? Yeah, I think that as a community, and I mean that our entire state, we understand the important role that small business and startups play in actually driving our economic success. We've been very fortunate in our political leadership that we have had a succession of governors that also recognizes that. And we are enabling real economic growth when we pay attention to this sector. We also have a very strong partnership with our Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development. And so we're working hand in hand with them on strategies for both our urban cities as well as our rural communities across the state. 
Well, as someone who grew up in that rural community in Tennessee, I love how there's a big focus on that. Margaret, thank you so much for taking the time. I know how busy you are, and I know how many people want time with you. So thank you for starting off as our first guest here on Disrupt the Continuum. This has been so much fun. So how can someone connect with you and connect with the mission? So I think uh, going to our website is a great place to start. Once we know that companies have, that are, you know, founders are getting ready to get launched, they want to go, they're ready to go, 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 go. We want to be able to meet them where they are and figure out what resources they need and where they need them. We have that connectivity across the state so we can refer them to almost any resource they need, no matter what it is. And we're more than happy to be able to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit launchtn.org slash podcast to subscribe to the show and grab your early ticket to the upcoming 3686 Festival happening August 28th and 29th. We'll see you next time on Disrupt the Continuum.